Hello and welcome to No Truck Stops APAC 12 podcast. My name is Matt. You will hear from the rest of the gang shortly as this is a special sneak peek edition of No Truck Stops. On Wednesday the 18th, we got on and recorded a Patreon exclusive episode breaking down the schedule release and who got screwed, who got protected, all that fun stuff that was able that we were able to glean from the schedule release. We were able to get on and interact with our patrons in the live stream and if you enjoy this clip, you can access the full episode as well as the entire catalog of Patreon episodes that we have done by going to notruckstops.com and subscribing to our Patreon. We have an $8 subscription that gets you early access, ad-free links to our main episodes, and we also post at least 5 to 10 additional things per month for your listening and reading and viewing pleasure. If that's not for you, we also have other tiers that may suit your liking, so without further sales pitching... Here is that sneak peek of our 2023 football schedule breakdown. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to a Patreon No Truck Stops, a Pac-12 podcast. My name is Matt and I'm here with Carlos. It's basketball season. Gross, Greg. Uh, Arizona were frauds. I've known it since football why season, and it has continued into basketball read. season. It's and incredible. And for the very last time, Reed is here It's as football well. season. It's football <laughs> season. Officially, we took our two-week break. We're back to football. Uh, Avery, despite talking a bunch of, uh, I, I don't know, is it is it crap? Is it like her manifesto that schedule release day is the most important day of the year? Um, despite all that, she <laughs> is choosing to neglect her her one and only child, the only thing that she loves in this world. Um, she is not able to make it apparently. So, uh, but with that being said, the football schedule finally dropped. A um, couple of just the off the top highlights: no week zero, Deion Sanders debut. The L.A. schools didn't completely get fucked over, and there weren't any changes to the normal division rotations that have existed for the entirety of the conference, even though there are no more divisions and the teams in the conference will be different next year, but I digress. We will get into some of the specific questions as we go through, but right off the top, what is your main reaction to the schedule, Carlos? Since this is Grape's favorite day of the year, why don't you get us started? (laughs) Uh, initial reactions were that there was nothing egregious. Like I genuinely was curious if the Pac-12 was going to give a big middle finger to USC and UCLA in terms of the scheduling. I don't think they did that. Uh, I, I kind of felt if anything, USC got off a little easy. I think there's some good counter arguments that I have heard that makes me think it was uh, a little on the harder side. But in general, I don't know. There's nothing here. There's no crazy Friday night games. I couldn't find a Friday night game where I'm like, ooh, that team has to go there on a Friday night, uh, which is always the one that we watch out for. There's no sort of like really horrendously brutal schedules outside of like the schedule is just going to be brutal generally because the Pac-12 is going to be awesome next year. So my reaction was just kind of uh, kind of surprised that we didn't get anything like that. I wish the Pac-12 schedule makers uh, like engaged in a little bit more narratives Give us something good. Give us an insane weekend. Give us some some juicy stuff. Uh, I, I don't know that they really did that, so that's my initial reaction. Yeah, I'm I'm really sad that that Colorado Arizona State Week Zero game got canceled because that would have been a lot of fun. Instead, we have to watch USC just destroy San Jose State, 
and all the propaganda that will probably come along with that, which is my least favorite option for a week zero game. So I'm bummed about that. Otherwise, it was pretty standard. I think uh, we talked about a little bit on the last Patreon episode that maybe there would be some more interesting changes coming because of what Dion had leaked about that week zero game. And none of that really came to fruition. So I'm a bit disappointed, but. Greg? Uh, for me, the the thing that sticks out to me the most is Oregon State's schedule mm-hmm. looks really, really nice. And uh, Carlos, you talked about Friday games. They get Utah on a Friday in Corvallis. In Corvallis. That's okay. Yes, is... you're right. I missed that one. That's a good one. <laughs> that is, I mean, that's a loss for Utah. Just penciled in right there against one Pen. of the best teams in the Sharpie. conference. Lock it uh, up. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard to find guaranteed losses for Oregon State. Like going to Oregon on a Friday night is probably a loss. Washington, though, they get them at home. And they don't have to play either. Oh, I guess they play UCLA, but who cares? Uh, they'll beat UCLA. I'm still I'm at home. <laughs> yeah, still in, and that's at home. Yeah, they, they don't get USC UCLA again. UCLA and UW, arguably, not arguably, definitely not like the three hardest, but two of the three hardest teams they play, they get at home. Yeah. 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 Oregon State's schedule is awesome. And I was like cooling on Arizona, um, not Arizona, <laughs> cooling on Oregon State these last few weeks because uh, I'm worried about the defense regression that I think might be coming. But after seeing this schedule, I'm back on board. Uh, This should be a great year for them. Definitely. My my main takeaway is more to kind of what Reed was talking about as far as I was really, really hopeful that we were going to get some fuckery with this schedule. (laughs) I was really hopeful that, like, the way that the the schedule rotations were happening weren't going to necessarily have to happen in that way. Um, was really hoping it, it, it's definitely one of those things that like you forget that this is a business and you can't piss off your coworkers. And ultimately, like if you are a team like an Oregon, like a Washington that is trying to get into the Big Ten eventually, mm. you can't piss off USC and UCLA as they are going as they are walking away. So even if you are going to make it difficult, we'll definitely get into USC schedule. Um, you, you have to do it from a veiled perspective, um, because you can't have, you can't have scorned, scorned X's in this case. So otherwise I just, I was really hoping for a lot more fun. I was really hoping for a situation where like, Hey, Oregon state and Utah or Oregon state, Utah, Washington, Oregon. Like we want to make sure that you guys have an easier path to the conference title game so that we're not giving the LA schools a plat our platform as they move on to the big 10. So, you know, even if you just, you make sure that, you know, Utah doesn't skip Stanford or we make sure that, that Oregon, you know, definitely gets Arizona on their schedule. Just things like that was kind of what I was hoping for. I'm a little bit disappointed that, that we didn't see that. So any, I other think the quick- schedule, I, I, yeah, I think the schedule for Oregon state kind of makes me feel like they protected them a little bit, like putting Utah on a Friday night, like defending, the defending champs, the team that kind of uh, beat them by a good margin. I think putting them on a Friday night was a, a, maybe a move to protect Oregon State. And then also giving them a nice little run-up in, uh, what, late October, early November. They get a bye week after the UCLA game, and then they get Arizona and Colorado. Both of those are road games. That's back-to-back and Stanford. All three of those teams. Maybe Arizona might actually improve a little bit. Uh, they were 5-7 and seven last year. Maybe they're a, a, a significantly better. But those three teams right there in a row before they have to play UW uh, and then Oregon back-to-back, I don't know. I mean, I feel like 
as much as you can protect a team, um, maybe that they're doing that with here. But the problem is that you just have six top 25 mm-hmm. teams in the conference. And so you're just you're going to have back-to-back top, to back 15, top 25. Yeah. I, yeah. Almost all of them are top 15. So, yeah. I just absolutely. don't know if, if Oregon State is really a team that the conference would go out of its way to protect. I think it's more a virtue of the it's fact true. that they miss USC and that's helped their schedule. But I mean, going into this, the teams that the Pac-12 would in theory want to protect, I think Oregon, Washington, USC are the playoff contenders probably for this upcoming year and USC leaving for the Big Ten. Like Oregon and Washington were the two schedules I wondered if they would load uh, beneficially. And I think they did all right, both of them. Washington has that really brutal stretch uh, going at USC, Utah at home, at Oregon State. That's tough. Oregon got a pretty good draw. They don't have to play any back-to-back road games, and they don't have to play any back-to-back games against top six teams in the conference. So I think the Ducks got a pretty good draw, all things considered. But still, they have a lot of hard games. They're just spaced out. For sure. My my one issue and with the ducks is that they don't have a non-conference like what utah and washington have um they you know texas tech is is not and has not been a power five power by any stretch so i i think that there's aspects of that that are impacted there as well i don't know if that's true some of these early top 25 polls do have tech featured in the in the top 25 so that could be a range ranked matchup in lubbock actually uh, some people are saying too, so I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think Texas Tech is a, a great team by any means. But uh, to say they're not Power Five, I, I wouldn't agree with that. I think they definitely are Power Five. Legally, they are Power Five. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I think they're more of a Power Five game than Cal is. Like, okay. Well, and, and Sh- Tyler Shuck is their starting quarterback. You're not I helping your argument that. with that at all. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the schedule pulled up for anyone who wants to take a look at that. It's uh, it's in the stream. Awesome. Well, let's let's kind of move on. You know, talking about kind of where those those schedules are difficult. I'm I'm not necessarily asking who has the most difficult schedule here, but who do you think got the most screwed, Carlos? Uh I um, I. I couldn't quite figure out a, a school that got screwed. I mean, I think there's some really brutal stretches, absolutely. Um, I think if you want to say anyone got screwed, they got screwed well before the schedule came out, and that was Cal because they are the only team, I think, that has to play all six of the the powers in the conference. They've got to play uh, Washington and Seattle because they're in the north and they have to play them all the time. They have to play Oregon State. they got to play Utah. They get a bye, and they get USC, Oregon, and they finish off their season with UCLA. Um, I, in some ways, they got screwed, but I, I don't know that you can do much with the sketch. That was determined by the schedule, necessarily. Um, I think there is an argument, and uh, I know I said this before. I think there is an argument that USC got a little screwed. Uh, and the reason is, is that no other team in the Pac-12 has to go nine games without a bye. Um, that's, a, that's the longest stretch in the Pac-12 of any of them. Uh, they have to play Washington and Oregon late. They're locked in for UCLA on week 12 because that's rivalry week. And so in the game leading up to that, UW and Oregon uh, are sort of in the uh, in the foreground. So I guess that is one where I'd, I'd sort of say, there's an argument that USC got screwed. I don't think it got screwed nearly as much. Like, why didn't they stick 
USC in, in Boulder. Uh, maybe it's maybe you'd actually rather have Colorado on week 11 than you would Oregon, even if you have to play in the snow. Um, so I, I don't know. I guess USC did did get a little bit of a did, tough break. Did you see what Wilner said about that, though? Yeah, I think that's a lot of it. What, what had to do with uh, BYU? Yeah, so it's canceling. it's not it's not a virtue of the scheduling like that amount of time without a break. Uh, USC originally had BYU scheduled for their Week 13 game. The Week three bye is because of the Notre Dame commitment. This happens to Stanford or USC every other year where they get that Week three bye to fit in and do the conference games and everything like that. So I I have almost no sympathy like complaining about the schedule in that yeah, sake. like i get it maybe like part of that stretch is the fact that you're playing notre dame in a week seven game there's nothing that the mm-hmm. Pac-12 conference can do about that so yeah maybe you're totally right maybe you switch out like a colorado or an arizona state for oregon to close but like that's a brutal five game stretch but one of those is a non-conference and the other is cal so yeah. i i don't know Who's the Voss in the Discord chat does mention that UW uh, gets a road game against Stanford. Uh, easy, but it's uh, it's on the road. Then at USC, then home for Utah, and at Corvallis, uh, saying that's a brutal stretch for a number. I agree. Mm-hmm. That is a pretty yeah. tough stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's where I was going to go. I think you make good points on Cal and USC. USC did it to themselves with that Notre Dame game, like Matt said. UW, though, that that three-game stretch is probably the hardest of anyone, and I think for a team that going into this schedule release, and still, you know, obviously, was hoping to try to crack a playoff, try to go to a conference championship game, looking at, like, how can we put together an 11-win season? It's, you know, it's possible, but it's hard to look at that USC, Utah, Oregon State uh, trio and say there's not at least a loss there. And when you say that, then you're calling that Oregon game at home a must win uh, and saying there can't be any uh, slip ups elsewhere if you want to go to a playoff, probably. Yeah, I I was also going to mention that Washington stretch. It's brutal. And to have that stretch at the end of the season, especially when injuries are probably going to be at their worst, is it sucks a lot for them. Utah has to go to Corvallis. But outside of that, I think that's about as good a schedule as you could have hoped for Utah. yeah, I, I don't think anyone got screwed in particular, though. Yeah, I think I, U- Utah did themselves dirty, honestly, just yeah. because of the Florida and Baylor games. Like they're playing uh, full-on eleven real, real Power Five teams. Uh, maybe ten if you drop off Colorado, <laughs> depending <laughs> how much they improve. But uh, they're they're playing like a full schedule. They don't have a three-game preseason by any means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I genuinely believe if Utah finishes the season with two losses and is the conference champ, that's that's a legitimately playoff worthy schedule with a two loss conference champ. So not way ahead of schedule on talking about that, but I that that is a very brutal schedule. I do think while I don't think it's a necessarily that these teams got screwed, I do appreciate that as I am circling the as I'm circling these tough stretches for these top teams they're all at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. That means yes. that the conference actually is paying attention and yes. saying, hey, let mm-hmm. these teams that are good inflate their their records so that you're playing games at six and seven and eight and no against each other 
which means you've got top 10 matchups, which means they're not falling out of the top 25. You're maintaining, like, like this is a huge piece when we talk about making sure that the schedule is working for the teams, even if you have to play the same teams and you can't protect them, move those games to the end of the season because, like, is it very difficult that Oregon State is having to play Washington and then go back-to-back at Oregon on a Friday night? Yeah, that's a brutal stretch, but you're probably 10-0 going into that stretch. Win one of those, you're a playoff team. Like, you're set up to be in the playoffs. Same thing with Oregon. Oregon really doesn't have a brutal stretch, but Utah's Week 9, USC is Week 11, Oregon State Week 13. Like, this, I, I do think that that is something that – while it may feel like it is a screwing or a, you know, this is a brutal four-week stretch, that's good for you if you are one of those top teams that's going to inflate your ranking. Mm. Yeah. Can and I ha- jump to ha- a question from Connor, actually? Because I think it's it's relevant mm-hmm. to this. Connor asks, yeah. which, which week has the best chance of recreating the stakes of the USC, UCLA, and Oregon, Utah week? To Matt's point, I think they did this on purpose. So circle your calendar right now for November 11th. Uh, USC goes to Eugene to play Oregon and Utah goes to Seattle to play Washington. That right there is the like, you know, we were sort of hyping up US it was USC, UCLA, Oregon, Utah in the same week. That week right there is uh gonna be gonna matter a lot, I think, by the time we get there. So uh yeah, I think I think the Pac twelve did uh, attend to all right, we have incredible teams. How do we highlight them, especially at the end of the season where we get some really important matchups. Uh, and and that those two games falling on the same weekend, I think, is uh, promising and exciting. Absolutely, yeah. I my one team that I would actually pick as like a team that got screwed. I think it's Arizona. Um, they are likely having to go to USC in Week Six on a Friday game, but then mm. their Week Nine through Twelve is Oregon State, UCLA, at Colorado, which. Either that's a Colorado team that's depleted and doesn't have the depth, or that's a Colorado team that now has 10 weeks of experience with all the new talent that they've brought in and might be actually decent, and then playing Utah. like I, That stretch may keep them, especially if they drop that Colorado game, that keeps them from bowling. And even the Arizona State game to finish it off, like that's a rivalry game, and I would mm-hmm. make a big argument for Arizona State being probably one of the teams that improves the most throughout the course of this season as they kind of adapt to Dillingham's scheme there, I think that that Arizona State team's probably going to be playing some of their better ball at Week 13. You add the rivalry on top of it. Like, those are a lot of potentially, you know, must-win games for a team seeking bowl eligibility stacked on top of each other at the end. Yeah. Yeah, the the other thing about the schedule, and this really has less to do with the schedule and more just the the state of the Pac-12 right now, the weird and scary thing, especially if you're one of the top teams, is that uh, we now have two teams that I think go from being very bad to kind of unknowns. Like Colorado and Arizona State, still, I'm like, I went from, yeah, these are automatic wins last year to, I don't know, mm-hmm. like they have enough talent, especially Colorado. They're putting together one of the best year-over-year turnarounds we've ever seen, and that's after Arizona just did that. I think Colorado is probably doing it at a higher level because of the experience that they're bringing in but um i mean it's you not know USC's those two turnaround, but keep it's going. not usc's turnaround <laughs> but like usc went from like yeah top 20 talent to like top 10 talent but this is from like i don't know not even g5 not, like low level g5 talent to power five talent like where arizona was last year 
in one off season, it's uh, it's remarkable. So I don't know. I don't know that those games. I'm like ready to say that those games are going to be automatic wins yet. Um, the only games where I'm like, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be pretty bad this year uh, are Cal and Stanford. I feel confident that those two teams will not get it together this year. Uh, Cal may never get it together, and Stanford, you know, may take them some time. <laughs> but Colorado and Arizona and Arizona State had residual talent, still has residual talent, is getting a little bit more talent. And potentially a really good, uh, prolific play caller who maybe is not calling the plays actually, but uh, you know they're going to be under a new coach. So I'm I'm a little like watching Colorado and Arizona State. I'm like, you know, we're talking about them as sort of bye weeks, but they may not be. So uh, the Pac-12 is just kind of really tough, and the schedule as a result is like a lot of teams are going to feel like they got screwed because they have to play some really really good teams in conference. Yeah, absolutely. Greg, did the Pac-12 uh, protect anybody? Um, I mean, I don't really, I mean, Oregon State, but I just don't think the Pac-12 would ever protect Oregon State on purpose. Uh, (laughs) I don't believe that they feel the love that we feel for the beef lip. (laughs) Uh, uh, Outside of that, I think you guys nailed it when you mentioned uh, backloading the schedule for the top teams. Like, they protected the conference by doing that. They protected one team who's going to finish the season with a much higher ranking than they should, specifically because they start however many wins zero losses and then get one or two of those last games and they just have to be ranked high even if they don't look that great uh so very very happy with the conference for that uh feels like they're finally learning which is nice that's it you've been cut off i really hope you enjoyed that and again if you want more if you want five to ten things more per month from us please consider subscribing at notruckstops.com. It really does help us to be able to cover the college sports that you love, and we would love to be able to do more of it. Until next time, and for the entire gang here, remember, there are no truck stops here.